Good morning, church family. How are you guys doing? I really appreciate Dane for just being vulnerable. Um, you know, definitely in life, we go through a lot of stuff, right? And it's, it's great that we have each other to lean on and uh, that we can have uh, a God that we can trust. And that's what our, our sermonian, Mike and I are going to tag team this uh, sermonian today. I'm grateful to be able to share this morning. Uh, I know the Sanchez are getting much-needed rest. I'm so happy that they're able to get away. Even the McLaughlins, uh, you know, they're away. I think they're in uh, Mexico somewhere. Uh, un, un, uh, you know, no one can find them. Where someone can't find them, right? Just, we can't get a hold of them. Amen. They, they, they uh, definitely deserve the rest. So, uh, so we'll be talking about trust. I'm going to be focusing on uh, the trustworthiness of our Heavenly Father. And uh, Mike's going to be talking about trust in regards to relationships, because I know that that's super important too, right? So the trustworthiness of our Father. So I looked at the definition of trust. What is trust? You know, in the dictionary it says, it's a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength or some, of someone or something. You know, those are strong words, right? It says firm belief, reliability. That's, that's hard, you know. Sometimes, you know, uh, in life, you know, we don't, we don't find that many reliable people nowadays. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's hard, you know. Um, truth, you know, what is truth? We get so confused by the media out there, right? It's so hard. What is truth? Those are strong words. You know, trust is a big deal. You know, it's foundational to our relationships, it's also foundational to our walk with God. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You know, if we didn't have trust, we couldn't have our relationship with God. You know, the word trust shows up different times in different places in the Bible. It shows up uh, over 170 times in the Bible. You know, but the Bible talks about both trust in, in two different ways, in a positive sense, but also in the negative sense. And, I, you know, I really appreciate the Bible because it, it's like that. It's real right? You know, it appeals to us to trust in God. It talks about trust and relationship, which Mike is going to go over a little bit later on. You know, it talks about what it means to be trustworthy. It also talks about the consequences of trusting in the wrong things. You know, many times we're called to trust in life, right? When we get on an airplane, we trust that the pilot's going to be certified that he can get us from point A to point B, right? When we go to a doctor, right, or a surgeon, you need an operation, we trust that, you know, the, the doctor has enough PhD to be able to operate on us or give us the right medicine. You know, every morning we get up, I know for me, I trust that my car is going to, my little Honda Fit is going to take me to work. You know, for our friends, right, we trust in our friends. You know, we, we're vulnerable with them, right? We entrust ourselves to them. At our jobs, when we're working, we're hoping that, you know, when we're working on a project, we, we entrust uh, one part of the project to our coworkers. It doesn't always turn out the, at the greatest, right? But we entrust to others. You know, when we enter this world, when we're a baby, we have no choice but to trust in our parents, right? We're vulnerable. When we decide to get married. We find that special someone. You know, that, there's a lot of trust that goes into a marriage. Wouldn't you agree? 
But, uh, you know, sometimes when we give our trust, it doesn't always turn out the way that we wanted it to, right? You know, have you ever had trust issues? You know, I know for me, I've I had trust issues in my life. You know, maybe you've had a boss that's treated you unfairly. Any of you guys can relate to that? You know, maybe you feel like a friend has been betrayed you or let you down. Maybe, maybe you just didn't have the best parents in the world. You know, we didn't have a choice with that. You know, maybe you've been in an abusive relationship. Or maybe, you know, someone you've loved has been challenged in their health. You know, I know I had to experience that with my dad, uh, you know, having, having a stroke earlier this year and brain aneurysm. You know, he can't talk right now and he barely can move. You know, it made me question my trust in God, to be honest. You know, maybe you've lost a loved one. You know, I know we've all experienced that, a lot of us, more recently than others. And it might challenge our trust. Maybe you feel like you've uh, been dealt a, just a bad hand in life, you know? Um, and that could be the case over our trust issues. You know, these events are, are real, and they really challenge our ability to trust others. And ultimately, it challenges our ability to trust in God. You know, I think what, it's important when we're challenged with trust or life in general that we can take a step back. And, you know, this week I've been trying to take a step back and, to see who God is and how God is really trustworthy. You know, I, I know a lot of times that I can get lost in my day-to-day. I go to work, come home. You know, like Dana say, you go home, the kids are, like, wanting you to go to the park or do a lot of different things. But I'm just tired you know, and I forget the bigger picture in life. And, you know, hopefully today um, I can communicate to you how God is trustworthy, to take a step back, to take a look at who God is, to take a look at his creation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, and this is in the Amplified Bible version, I think it really illustrates how God is trustworthy. In verse 9 it says, God is faithful He is reliable, trustworthy, and ever true to his promise. He can be depended on. And through him, you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me ask you this question. Do you believe that Jesus is trustworthy? You know, hopefully you can grow. I know know, at times I'm challenged with that. I don't believe fully. God is trustworthy. You know, today, hopefully, we can all grow in our trust in God. And how do we know that God is trustworthy? You know, let's look at God's resume. You know, it starts in the beginning in Genesis 1. We all know the creation story, right? In Genesis chapter 1, in verse 3 to 5, it says, God created day and night. In verse 6 to 8, in day 2, God created the waters and the sky. Day three, God created dry land and seas. Day four, God made the sun, the moon, and the stars. Day five, God created the birds and creatures of the sea. And day six, God created livestock, creatures that move along the ground, 
and wild animals, and he saved the best for last. God created mankind in his own image, and he created everything around us, the trees and plants, so that he could meet our needs. Isn't that a great God? He wants to meet our needs. You know, I looked up some scientific statistics this past week. It was very educational for me. And uh, I educated myself on astronomy, so I'm going to share some of that with you guys today as well. But, uh, you know, there are 391,000 species of plants known to science. And that's only what the scientists know. They serve as medicine for us to enjoy and recreation, animals so that they can eat, building material for us to breathe, and food to eat. In other statistics, there's approximately one to two million different animal species. And scientists estimate, get this, that there are approximately 8.7 million different species on Earth total. Isn't that amazing? God is so creative. God made so many different things for us to enjoy. And just even to consider the complexity of every living cell in our, in our bodies. You know, the amazing diversity in life on earth. You know, and the precision of the laws of physics and of chemistry. God created that all for you and me. In Psalm chapter 19, verse 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. You know, the Bible also singles out the heavens being able to declare his glory. Now, I believe that the heavens declare God's glory in a very special way. And God made the universe beautiful, and he made it uh, incredibly large. And that's what I saw from my research. I'm like, the universe is huge. And uh, it's really mind-blowing to be able to look at that. Have you guys ever been camping and, you know, away from the city lights, get away, right? You look up in, in the sky, and you see millions and billions of stars. And that's only what the naked eye can see. It's amazing. It just makes you in awe. It's like, you know, God is there. He's real. He's real. You know, I'd like to share some scriptures, uh, Amir, if you want to pull that up for me, about the great size, and hopefully we can get a perspective of how big God is. So we can uh, gain an understanding. Okay, so here is a picture of our sun and of the earth. You can see earth is like a little speck on that uh, picture. Maybe if, uh, Mike, you want to turn the yeah, lights down? Okay, thank you. Yeah, so there's earth, right? We, there, there's just a little speck. So if we emptied out the sun, we could fit a million of our earths in the sun. Isn't that amazing? And then next slide, uh, Okay, so this is uh, the galaxy next to us. It's not the Milky Way, but our Milky Way kind of looks similar. This is, uh, scientists call this Andromeda galaxy, or M31. It's our nearest neighbor, neighboring galaxy that we can see. Um, you know, it's shaped like our own Milky Way, and it contains over 1 billion, uh, 100 billion stars. Isn't that incredible? And one is which is of our sun. The Bible says that God calls each of these stars by name in Psalm 147 and verse 4, and Isaiah 40, verse 26. You know, next slide. 
So here is one of the star clusters. So there's like little clusters of, or actually not little, but big clusters of stars, right, in our galaxy. This is one of them. It's called the Globular, Globular Star Cluster, or M81. Uh, and this cluster is within our galaxy, and it's estimated to contain 100,000 stars. So imagine a million of these sitting in our galaxy. Isn't that amazing? Next uh, slide, Amir. Okay, so here is an, another, um, it's a star cluster in our galaxy, and it's called the globu Globular Star Cluster, okay? And, oh, actually, no, this is not the one. Okay, so there's actually a nebula. Okay, sorry, this is the nebula. So it's same stuff as stars, but a little different. So where stars are compact spheres, this nebula is spread out over a larger region of space, and when the nebula is heated by nearby stars, it glows and as often uh, has these beautiful colors along with it. Isn't God just amazing in his artistry? Next slide, Amir. So here's another one. And, uh, you know, it's amazing to see uh, this one. It's called the Eagle Nebula. And the Eagle Nebula shown here has, is several thousand times larger than our own solar system. You wouldn't even be able to see our own solar system in this picture. <laughs> Isn't that just incomprehensible? Okay, next slide. So kind of to get the scale of, of uh, you know, who we are, where we're at in the sun, okay, you see that little red thing over there? It has words, you probably can't read it. That's our Milky Way, and this is just like a group of stars within our galaxy, Right? And if we zoom back even further, Amir, you want to uh, do the next slide? Okay. So that, that star cluster is that a speck by that red thing there. Uh, and this is called the Virgo supercluster. Uh, it's just amazing that you can just, it goes back even further. Right? And this is only what we can observe. Right? And if we even zoom back further than that, okay, this is the observable universe. Right? It's like in this cylindrical thing, it's, but this is all that we know of. Imagine how, how big the universe is if we go even further out. This is only what we can see with our technology. And that is who God is. That is who God is. Mike, you want to get the lights? So hopefully we can really step back and see how big God is and how, if God created this universe, you think he can take care of you and I? Yeah, that's what I'm like looking at this stuff and reading these stats, and I'm like, wow, there's God is so much bigger. He's so creative. He put in so much diversity in life, even just even humankind, right? He created each and every one of us differently with our own personalities, you know, with our own quirks at times. But He created us special. He called each of the stars by name. In Psalm chapter 8, verse 3, it says, when I see and consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have established, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You know, it's amazing to see that even how big God is, that he created all this, that, you know, this is a scripture from, from David, and he's saying, you know, you created all this stuff, but you still care for me? Why do you still care for me? You know, David realized that, but I think that's something that we got to realize. You know, God is big, 
but he cares for the small stuff, that he cares for you and me. In Luke chapter 12, in verse 7, it says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than sparrows. Isaiah 17, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water and sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves, leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. God wants to trust him when times are good, but also when times are tough, when we're going through droughts in our lives. You know, God desires for us to be blessed. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, To trust in the Lord with all of your hearts, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will nourish, will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You know, the Bible says that we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts. You know, we don't have to go at life alone. You know, I appreciate the relationships. Even, you know, my relationship with Dane, we just had a great talk this morning. We prayed. You know, that's what life is. We don't have to go to life alone. We have this fellowship. And more importantly, we have God. You know, it says to lean on God. It's okay to lean on God. You know, I think a lot of times we can have machismo, especially for the guys, right? I can do this alone. You know, I'm naturally a, a, a loner, you know. I don't like to, you know, be in, you know, in big crowds or just, you know, vulnerable. I kind of grew up that way. But, you know, becoming a disciple, life changed around for me. I'm like, you know what? I need people in my life. I need relationships. We need it. God created us with different personalities so we can be in each other's lives, that we can meet each other's needs in a special way. Amen. You know, I believe that our trust can grow leaps and bounds if we gain a deeper understanding of God and of his plans. And what is God's plan for us in our life? God wants us to have healthy relationships and meaningful lives. God wants us to be confident. You know, it talks about it in the scripture. He wants us to be confident. He wants us to be at peace. He wants us to have a clear path in our life. He wants us to feel loved, have great relationships, have great marriages. You know, he wants us to do well in school for the students out there. He wants us to do great at our jobs. He wants us to be successful. You know, he wants us to grow in our challenges. I know sometimes, you know, we can face challenges and we fail to trust. I know I've experienced that, but God wants us to break through those challenges. When times get tough, let's trust in God. Let's trust in people because that's what they're there for. He wants our kids to come to know him someday. You know, that's one of the, my dreams for my kids is to, that they come to know God in the way that I know him. I know this for you folks as well. You know, he wants us to be comforted in our times of needs, when we're hurting inside, when we have a loved one that's hurt, when we're having a challenging time at work, when we're having a challenging time in our marriage. He wants us to be comforted. You know, he wants us to become more and more like Jesus. You know, one thing that hit me this past week is, you know, the fact that, you know, God doesn't always give us what we want. You know, we talk about all these things, but sometimes he doesn't give us all that we want. But one thing I can be confident of 
is that God gives us exactly what we need. You know, all we need to do is trust in him. You know, my prayer today is that we can really reflect on that and we can grow in our trust in God, that God is a God that is trustworthy and that we can lean on him. Amen. I'm going to turn it over to Mike. Thank you, guys.